Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. This like blew my mind as a first time parent that, you know, under the Affordable Care Act, commercial health plans and health plans in Medicaid expansion states, which by the way is in 40 out of 50 states. So the vast majority of states, health plans are required to cover breastfeeding and baby feeding support starting during pregnancy to do prenatal education so you know what to expect so nothing's a surprise at no cost to you. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Before you had your first baby, what sort of breastfeeding support did you receive? I feel like there was a list of things to check off. Like, did I do my CPR class? Yes. I remember going to the breastfeeding class with a sister-in-law of mine who was pregnant at the same time. And there was like dolls and we were both just terrified of the whole having the baby part. I remember not really focusing on like, oh, how am I actually going to feed this baby once it's here? And my guest today, Andrea Ippolito, recognizes that most moms don't get breastfeeding or lactation or feeding support from before they're pregnant, right after they're pregnant and continuing on to when they have the baby. But she's also aware that it's actually part of the Affordable Care Act that lactation and breastfeeding support is mandated. And yet in the majority of states in the United States, it's not being provided. So she founded a company that's called Simply Fed. So this is a company founded in 2019. Andrea has a biomedical engineering background. She's a mom of three babies. At the time of our recording, she actually was 12 weeks postpartum with her third baby. So she like had her pump there. And she like, when we were doing the interview, she's like, I have to finish because I have to go pump and like totally amazing super mom like running this business. And what Simply Fed does, just in a nutshell, it's a telehealth platform. And its goal is to democratize access to baby feeding and breastfeeding services. So what Simply Fed's mission is, is they want to create a new model for optimal baby feeding by building trusted relationships with parents. She partners with healthcare payers and providers, and she's going to talk about insured moms and how they can access these services, as well as Medicaid beneficiaries and people who do not have insurance. And her goal is to ultimately shift policy practice and narratives in order to improve mom's experience. And so she's going to share a lot about her personal struggles with breastfeeding and feeding babies, as well as what her and her company Simply Fed are doing to help fix what she considers to be a broken baby feeding system. So with no further ado, here is Andrea Ippolito from Simply Fed. 
Oh, so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I am really looking forward to learning about what Simply Fed is doing and how you guys are working to help fix our broken baby feeding system. Like the first time I heard you say that, I was like, yes. But before we start, I know you have baby number three here now, 12 weeks old. How is it going feeding your baby so far, if you don't mind sharing? And then just what's different your third time around with baby number three? Well, thanks so much for the opportunity to share this story because it is just a world of difference since my first kid. Um, My first kid, her name is May. I have three daughters and I had no idea what to expect with baby feeding. And and honestly, I wasn't even preparing or thinking about baby feeding. I was so focused on the birth, like a lot of parents. And then all of a sudden, like they hand you this kiddo and the first thing you have to do while, by the way, you're recovering from birth is feed it. And I was like, what? I was just not tracking that at all. And my first daughter, May, was born early, underweight. She, you know, not tremendously early, 37 weeks, but she was born at five pounds. And then because I honestly like wasn't making enough. And by the way, that was another thing I've recently learned, my third kiddo, that your milk doesn't come in for a few days. But because I wasn't producing enough, she continued to drop weight down to four pounds. And honestly, I was devastated. I was just, I felt like a failure. Um, we started using formula and, you know, I felt judged for that. And a lot of that was real, but some of that was also in my head and perception. And no matter what, I felt terrible and I, you shouldn't feel terrible. And, you know, over time I learned about this amazing baby feeding specialist called a lactation consultant that by the way, are the experts, no matter how you feed your baby, formula feeding, breastfeeding, pumping, whatever that looks like. And I learned that they're supposed to be covered by insurance. But long story short, because my third kid, I started Simply Fed and have just such great access to insurance covered lactation support from our specialist, it's going tremendously well. My kiddo was ahead of the growth curve. I feel confident. Um, When I had issues, I had pain a lot with breastfeeding the first week. I was able to get support and work with a professional so that I wasn't pain because feeding shouldn't be painful. I'm now fully breastfeeding. My kiddo, though, just started daycare. And and so we're doing pumping a lot and just it's going better. Is it still a pain in the bum? Heck, yes. Yes, it is not this like mom on a lily pad experience at all. Like there's no rainbows and sunshine. It's a lot. It's a no days off, no nights off activity. And I just feel a lot more supported this time around. So it's just going a lot better this time, but it's still hard. So I first heard about you and your story when I listened to, I was on Sarah Dean's Shameless Academy podcast and she's like, you need to meet Andrea. So I listened to the episode there and what really resonated with me was when you said this whole thing, like lactating and breastfeeding support is included in the ACA as a covered benefit and yet most insurers aren't offering this. So can you tell us more about what insurers should be providing as far as lactation and feeding support goes and then What's actually happening out there? Because I know you know a ton about the insurance world. Yeah, so this like blew my mind as a first-time parent that, you know, under the Affordable Care Act, commercial health plans and health plans in Medicaid expansion states, which by the way is in 40 out of 50 states, so the vast majority of states, health plans are required to cover breastfeeding and baby feeding support starting during pregnancy to do prenatal education. So you know what to expect. So nothing's a surprise starting during pregnancy at no cost to you. Like, so your health plan should be covering services by a lactation consultant, no matter how you feed your baby, but in particular for breastfed babies, because, you know, it involves an organ, 
breasts or organs. And also if you're combo feeding, by the way, you have access to this support too. And there are many health plans such as Aetna that will cover support even if you aren't breastfeeding. And your health plans are required to cover these services at no cost to you starting during pregnancy without something called a prior authorization, which means you don't need a referral. Like, so your health plan is supposed to cover it. It can start during pregnancy. It's supposed to go as long as you're breastfeeding in any capacity and you don't need a referral. And so that, by the way, is actually pretty rare in healthcare. And the fact that this benefit exists and most people don't realize it is, I think, a tragedy of maternal health and more broadly women's health. And sadly, it's a classic example of how women's health is left behind because many health plans, actually most health plans, sadly, are not in compliance with this policy, which is insane. And so one of the goals of coming on podcasts like this is just for people to know that this is their right. This is a right under federal law to have access to this benefit for free covered by their health plan. And I kind of reminds me of, I remember my first baby was born in 2014. So Affordable Care Act, I think was like 2010-ish, correct me if I'm wrong. But I remember they were just starting like four years later to be like, oh, hey, psst, you can get a free breast pump. And I was like, what? Because like, you know, prior to that, like a breast pump was like a luxury item. And it's like, well, like I got to work. So if I don't have one of these breast pump things, I guess I'm never going to be able to feed my baby breast milk. And one thing I remember at the time was I felt like, and this, again, I'm not a breast pump advocate or an affiliate for anyone. I just remember being like, there were a lot of really crappy breast pumps where they were like, oh, wait a minute, the government has to pay for this or the insurers have to pay for this? Hold up, we're all gonna like flood the market with like, and it was so hard to pick a breast pump because all of a sudden everyone was trying to take advantage of this benefit with the breast pump. But you're saying with the actual support, like outside of the breast pump, like what sort of support is supposed to be provided? What does that mean? So the policy was officially implemented in January 2012. And yeah, like it's over 11 years later and and still like hasn't been implemented. So alongside the breast pump reimbursement policy, which is also fantastic. And to your point, oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, breast pumps need some innovate. I'm a biomedical engineer and I'm just like, holy moly, we can do better there. And by the way, it's a medical device. And the fact that parents are just, I have three engineering degrees. I'm a huge nerd. My mom's a huge nerd. And they like, we got uh, the breast pump with my first kiddo. And I was like, I have no idea how to work this. We had to call customer support. And like, we're like handy people, like we get machines. And the fact that we had no idea what to do, it just goes to show you how far we need to go. And, and so related to that, alongside getting a breast pump, you're supposed to get access to support from a lactation consultant starting during pregnancy at no cost to you. So the policy explicitly states that you get access to an insurance-covered breast pump and you get access to support and counseling, which is considered by lactation consultants starting during pregnancy at no cost to you. And so what lactation consultants can work with you, they are baby feeding experts, is they can work with you starting during pregnancy to come up with a plan for feeding and also educate you on what to expect. You know, your milk doesn't come in for three to five days. So, and you're home from the hospital. No one tells you that. Like, I know they give you a lactation consultant at the hospital, but it doesn't matter because nothing's happening yet. No offense. Oh my gosh, that is so true. And it is so frustrating because it's like the where there is the most support with the lactation consultant in the hospital doesn't make any logical sense because your milk hasn't come in. It's just another example of like failed implementation in women's health because like there's literally no milk to work with and they can prepare you and get- There's no lactation to consult on yet. I remember my oldest, they walked in, like I hadn't even given birth 24 hours later. She's like, I think you're going to need to try formula. 
And my, my husband looked at her like, I think you just said that to like the wrong person. Like, I was like, are you serious? Like I teach, again, I teach nutrition throughout the life cycle. I'm a registered dietitian. We teach on how to start and feed I'm like, I happen to know that it's not expected for my milk to come in. And you guys are going to kick me out of this hospital before that even happens. I really could have used support. Like you said, prior to this, and we focus so much on the birth, but not on the actual feeding. And then obviously after, and I think, you know, once you have a baby, most people, if you know, you have in a, in a traditional healthcare setting in, in the United States, even with you know, minimal insurance, you're at least aware like, okay, the hospital has some sort of a breastfeeding support. Like there's a class and there's a, a certified somebody with lactation background there. Does that count as support? Is that how they try to like fulfill this requirement? Like everybody go to one class where 30 of you are there with one person or is, did it say like one-on-one support? So one-on-one support is supposed to be covered and it's supposed to be covered over time. So multiple appointments. It's not just like you have one appointment and it's because frankly, baby feeding evolves. What baby feeding looks like in the first week is going to look a whole lot different than it looks like now at 12 weeks. And by the way, in those first few weeks, you probably need a lot of appointments because you're troubleshooting and you're encountering issues or not. And you're proactively trying to get ahead of something. Maybe your supply is not where you want it to be and you want to increase it. Maybe you're transitioning back to work. Maybe you're experiencing pain like I did and you need a lot of support. Maybe you're trying to get new position because your back is hurting and or your baby has torticollis like mine and you're trying to work on new positions to help prevent issues and, and really work on that. And so this is supposed to be one-on-one support based on your goals. And lactation consultants are baby feeding experts that can work with you on that. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. So, you have this experience as a first time mom, and then you recognize this gap in like, there's this legislation and we're supposed to get this and we're not getting it. How does Simply Fed then come to evolve? Yeah. So, you know, there's nothing like a scorn mom to really get with three engineering degrees. Watch out. <laughs> solve a problem. Um, and uh, we have an amazing team. But what Simply Fed is, is we're trying to really improve access to baby feeding and breastfeeding support, no matter how you feed your baby, covered by your insurance at no cost to you starting during pregnancy. And we really are the maternal health leaders and lactation support. And, and the way we do that is we work with health systems. They refer to us. Also, anyone can come to our website, simplyfed.com. 
It wants to autocorrect the simplified, but it's simply fed. And we start working with families virtually during pregnancy. And by the way, you can do multiple prenatal appointments, similar how you do multiple prenatal appointments in general. I certainly did multiple prenatal appointments to come up with the plan and, and keep learning more. But we start working with families during pregnancy to do a lot of listening, understand their goals for baby feeding, or do a lot of education to talk about their options and what that looks like for them, prepare them for what to expect. You know, if their goal is direct feeding at the breast, like, okay, what to think for to get that optimal latch, a deep latch so that it's less painful and and really your baby's getting as much milk as they can and want to. And Or if pumping is part of the plan, getting your pump squared away, selected, getting size for a pump. Because by the way, breasts are different sizes, shock. And so you need to have a, a flange or shield size, which is the part of the pump that attaches to your breast. That needs to get sized properly so that it works effectively and efficiently, isn't causing pain. And so during pregnancy, we we do a lot of this prep work or, or our providers, I should say, I am not a provider, our lactation consultants, do a lot of this work, but we also set expectations of what breastfeeding and baby feeding looks like. So your milk doesn't come in for three to five days. And, and this is what hand expression looks like and, and skin to skin. And here's the benefits of that and all the things, but really setting expectations. And that is so important because when a woman doesn't reach their breastfeeding or baby feeding expectations, they're much more likely to be diagnosed with postpartum depression and anxiety. So we work with them, feel prepared and confident. I can say with my third kiddo, I did feel prepared and confident and it went better because, you know, baby picks up on your stress. And by the way, who, who I mean, who cares about baby? Just and like, if you're stressed, that's not great for you. Yeah. And now you have two other kids that are adding to the stress level. It's even harder. So I, I commend you for sticking with it. And I like that you've always shared openly, like this was not easy for you. And that's hard. Like a lot of our audience who are dietitians, it's like you think this is supposed to be the most natural thing in the world, but like it's not. And no matter who you are, it, it does not come naturally in many cases. And so I love this idea of ongoing support. And I know you've been talking a lot about the insurance companies, but I wanted to ask for families who don't have insurance. Like I know I do a lot of work with the state WIC agencies. So we teach about safe introduction of solid foods and we're helping to modernize the infant feeding curriculum in WIC. And this is what low-income pregnant postpartum breastfeeding moms receive when they're in the WIC program many of whom don't have, you know, traditional insurance. So what about for families who don't have insurance? Can Simply Fed help them? Yeah, for sure. We have a free 24-7 support line. The majority of care we do is actually with Medicaid beneficiaries. And many folks that qualify for WIC also should be qualifying for, for Medicaid health plans as well. And so one of the things we like to do is try is educate folks on how do you get access just more broadly, like outside of baby feeding support, how do you get enrolled within a Medicaid health plan? Now that's like still difficult for some folks. And so we provide a free hotline for anyone that wants to call and get support. And the good news is WIC has tons of baby feeding support from peer counselors or lactation consultants themselves. And in 40 out of 50 states, Medicaid plans are required to cover breastfeeding support too. So if you're in WIC, you most of the time there are fringe cases, you usually are eligible to enroll in a Medicaid plan. If you're in WIC, do they say your benefits already been met? Because obviously you're getting breastfeeding support from the WIC program. Can Medicaid then say, well, you wouldn't qualify for Simply Fed services because you're in WIC? Do they like, they probably don't even talk to each other at this point. I don't know. Well, sadly, they don't often talk to each other, but the ACA policy actually, this it's implemented via CMS policy in January 2012. The CMS policy actually calls us out. Like alongside WIC, you're also eligible for services via 
Medicaid plans and Medicaid expansion states. So you are supposed to get care via plans in Medicaid expansion states, which is four out of 50 states. So I'm just curious, like, okay, obviously there's lots of legislation that people ignore, don't pay attention to, like in this very case, like you are supposed to get breastfeeding support and nobody's actually getting it. So you have this business idea, this business model, you come up with these vetted lactation professionals and you go to the insurers and you're like, do you want this? Or is it more of like, you have to have this because you don't currently have it. Like, how did you start getting tied in with the insurers? Because I can't imagine that they like loved it because there's, it's an expensive undertaking. Yeah. So it's a great question. So, so much in healthcare, like we're very lucky in the sense that there is a federal policy that mandates it. And even with, to your point just now, with the federal policy that's mandating it, no one's enforcing it. And that's actually really frustrating because the White House last September said that HHS and CMS, Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, is part of HHS. The White House said last September that HHS and CMS are going to start enforcing this policy, and they haven't yet. So a lot of what I've been doing recently is saying, hey, a year ago, you said that you were going to start implementing this policy. And by the way, this policy is over a decade old and you still haven't enforced it. And so a lot of what we do is is really doing this rally cry. Like, look, you're, there's this policy that families are supposed to have. And you said you're going to start enforcing it with health plans. And usually how it's enforced is via something called network adequacy, where they go in and check that there's enough providers per a certain number of members. And no one's doing that yet with this. So we've been like really, you know, sounding the horns that this is like health plans are not in compliance with this policy. And the good news is once we start going to health plans, they're pretty keen to cover it because there is so many benefits. It benefits mom's physical health, mom's mental health. Who knew that mattered? But I mean, goodness gracious, it took long to get that to get the recognition that mom's mental health matters in particular. And and sadly, we need so much more resources there and and that, but but it's a starting point. But there is starting to be more of a recognition that mom's physical and mental health matters and baby's health matters. And so the good news is once we start working with health plans, they get it. And every now and then we need to remind them that, hey, this is a federal requirement and we're happy to sound the alarms and call you out if you'd like. So we just have to show them that. But, but more importantly, we convince them with clinical data. We show them the peer review data In our platform, as an example, 87% of patients are still breastfeeding at three months compared to the national average of 69%. We can't claim attribution yet. We're doing a clinical study, but we see that our patients have a postpartum utilization rate of 2.6% compared to the national average of 7.6%. So like it pays for itself because we provide proactive care. That's the language that insurers understand. Like they love, we all love helping people, but how much money are we helping you save by not having to, you know, not having, and I'm sure you guys are doing data on in mastitis and, and these things still come up. And that's the point of having the, the continual care. It's not like you, I think we've thought about breastfeeding support historically, like Check all the boxes before you have a baby. Did you do your CPR class? Check. Did you do the breastfeeding class? Like one breastfeeding class with like five other chicks and you're pregnant and you're so scared about having this baby. You are not really thinking about all of the different variables that come into play when you start feeding a baby. Like this idea of ongoing because problems arise. I think that's really what's so valuable about your service. What year did you guys start like your operation? Like was it this presidential administration or the previous one, I guess is what I'm really asking. So we started officially providing services in 2020 and we really kind of hit the ground running in 2022. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. Hey, 
there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Andrea, how do you vet or verify lactation professionals? Like I know from my own experiences, not every lactation educator or IBCLC was a good fit for me. So it takes a while to find someone who has the right tone and the expertise. And I know I personally feel that I really benefited from the hands-on assistance of an IBCLC. I'm just curious how lactation support works in a virtual space and are success rates similar to that of the in-person experience? Yeah, thanks so much for asking that. So first off, Simply Fed vets all of our providers and we vet for them for all the typical things you'd want to vet a provider for, background checks and these types of things. And um, in particular, in our case, we make sure to vet them that they are inclusive with feeding. So they're not going to judge. They're not going to push breastfeeding if someone wants to formula feed either fully or in combination. And we really make sure that our care providers meet you where you're at. They have a lot of empathy. They do a lot of listening and are inclusive. And we find, by the way, by being inclusive, we're able to increase breastfeeding rates because people feel more comfortable coming to us. And that sounds counterintuitive to a lot of people, but our data speaks for itself. And so by being inclusive and meeting folks where they're at, we're able to improve breastfeeding rates. And so that's, you know, kind of the second piece of our vetting process. And, you know, what's really important to us is that parents have access to care and in-person care matters, right? I've gotten in-person care, like we talked about in hospital settings and in pediatric settings. And it's helpful to get that initial elbow to elbow care and say that first well baby visit or in hospital settings. But we find that parents, in particular parents with a newborn, or especially during pregnancy too, you to go to another appointment's a lot into like when you're as someone who's just been pregnant for a third Although time. sometimes you're grateful to have somewhere to go. Like I should leave the house today. I should go to breastfeeding support. <laughs> That's true. And I hope that it's also something that brings you additional joy. I know, but it's true. And so during pregnancy and postpartum, like it's tough to leave the house, especially with the newborn. And though you definitely should get out if you want to and can. But we find that virtual support is a community. So you access it more. And I'm I'm dealing with this right now with my postpartum appointments. Like you just don't schedule it or you just don't go. Or it just doesn't happen if it's just another thing. And that's true if you have one kiddo or especially if you have multiple kiddos and you're trying to find coverage for them. And so we find that by being virtual, it helps dramatically improve access to care. And especially this is an equity issue. We have many patients say, I cannot afford to put gas in my car for another appointment or I can't pay for parking or I can't take off time from work. And we offer care seven days a week, 24-7. And so we meet parents where they're at. And so it really improves access dramatically. The other thing that is important to note is that we're providing care in the setting that you're going to be baby feeding. That matters because when you're doing those positions in clinical settings, um, great. But then you Yeah, like maybe I don't have that pillow at my house or that fancy chair, like- Exactly. And so, or like the, all like in the clinic, they do have the footstool and all the things they have the- the firm pad and it, to your exact point. And so our providers work with you in your setting and you're building that muscle memory itself. Like I remember when I went home from the hospital, my first kiddo, and I was like, I do not remember what positioning, like I did, 
Whereas when you're doing it in your home, you're building that muscle memory. So we are working on a clinical study with UMass Chan Medical School to further prove this model out. But those anecdotally are what we hear from parents. And the summary is you need both. Elbow to elbow in-person care is fantastic. I've used it with all three of my kiddos and having virtual care where you can do multiple appointments starting during pregnancy and postpartum for as long as you want to also matters. Okay, so take me through the experience. Like, let's say I'm a mom listening to this podcast episode. We have parents who are just starting solid foods with their baby around the six-month mark, but a lot are prior to that because they're kind of just looking at what's next. But we also have parents who are pregnant. And so for anyone interested in lactation or feeding support, how would you get started with Simply Fed? Like, what should they do? So first off, come check out our website, simplyfed.com. And you can fill out a form that's on like, right on the homepage of our website, or you can text us and you'll be greeted by when you text us and it's, you know, secure via our platform, you'll be greeted by our baby feeding ally. Um, and just for note, there our number is 888-458-1364. You can call or text us to get started or fill out the form on our website. And you'll be greeted by our baby feeding ally, which is a peer mom navigator that will help you get scheduled, check your insurance, do all the things. They'll help you schedule an appointment at a convenient time for you. They'll send you reminders ahead of your appointment. They'll send you the secure links, the video links. Then in your first appointment, if it starts during pregnancy, we do a lot of listening, understanding your goals, give you education based on those goals. And then you share your projected or expected due date. We check in with you ahead of that. Or once baby's born, you can text us directly or call us and just let us know right from the hospital. That's what I did. That my my baby was born. I'm ready to get care. I'd like to schedule an appointment for the night I return home from the hospital or the day after, whenever is convenient for you. And then we start providing ongoing care and frankly, start off with your goals for the appointment. If you're like, I don't even know where to start. We do have our care pathway or clinical practice guidelines that help guide folks through the process, but it's tailored to what your goals are. And that support can be from anything surrounding latching, positioning, dealing with pain, undersupply, oversupply, oral assessments of tongue tie, getting size for a breast pump, how to use a breast pump. You know, what is the dang, uh, I have my pump here because I'm actually due to pump in a few minutes. Um, you know, I always laugh because on one of the pumps, there's a like little button that looks like bacon. And so like, what does the bacon symbol mean and how to effectively use a pump? <laughs> A combo feed, how to work through complementary feeding, weaning, transitioning back to work, transitioning to daycare, whatever that need is, our providers will work with you. And, you know, I'm a user of the platform, so I cannot express enough how wonderful it is just to have someone to validate you or talk through like, actually, this is something you can consider, but they really, truly do a lot of listening and meet you where you're at and designing a plan that works for you. As an example, I really wanted to sleep six hours a night as soon as I could. And, you know, in the early days, it you do have to get up. Baby wants to get up and to keep up your supply. But once your supply gets to a good spot and baby's at a good weight, you can start to get a little bit more sleep. And so my providers worked with us to get there because, frankly, my mental health matters and matters yep. more. And sleep is such a big part of that. I Logistical question. Like, if you're there and you're holding the baby, you're trying to breastfeed, like, what do you do with your phone so that the person can see, you know, your angle, your latch, like all that sort of stuff? How does that work? Like, do you sudden tripods? It's totally up to you. What we found works well is like you're holding the baby with one arm and holding the phone in the other. And then you can do this. If you're trying to show a new position, you can prop it up on a pillow on your couch. Like most folks are doing it from their couch, you know, 
it's all about comfort. Like feel free to wear clothes, no clothes, your choice. We, we meet you where you're at, truly. Hair in a messy bun. You don't need to get dressed for us. You're all good. But, you know, prop it up via pillow. We have partners uh, participate. You know, mother-in-laws, grandmas participate to hold the phone. Or you can prop it up or you can go audio only. It's it's truly up to you. Our providers are pretty used to that and they'll guide folks. They know that the phone is going to be up facing the ceiling and that's okay sometimes because it's all about you getting comfortable and positioning. And it's amazing what you can accomplish, even just the visual, like even that now you and I are on a video call. Obviously people are listening on the podcast, but like when you see someone, you really can connect with them. I know we have in our program, an office hours component where parents come on and they ask questions that they're dealing with in the transition to solid foods. You know, my baby's high chair doesn't fit. All right, show me the high chair. Turn the phone around. What if you took the tray off, push the baby up to the chair? All right, what if we put a book under the, you know, you're like actually troubleshooting right there to get this baby safe or, you know, okay, show me what the meat looks like. Let me see the consistency and the texture. All right, shred it between your fingers. Okay, you know, that's definitely too dry. You can sometimes do more, I feel like, remotely like this to help people if you have their undivided attention for a short period of time. And I love like the flexibility of your program where you can actually just go and make the appointment when it works for you. Just curious, like what if you don't connect with the lactation provider that you've been, I don't know, assigned? Do you have like a network or how does it work? Like, you know, with some online therapy businesses, if you don't have a connection or you just want to try someone else, you can switch. Is that something that you can do with Simply Fed? That's another benefit of our platform is, yeah, we have a whole network of providers. So if you're like, no, that really wasn't like what they were saying really wasn't working for like their style wasn't working for me. You can absolutely switch. And that's a key part. And and you're not, you know, walking into a, a brick and mortar office and having to see them around and it'd be awkward, right? You're it's cool. There are no feelings will be hurt. You can switch very easily. And also cultural competency matters. So we, many of our providers are NICU experts or they are, you know, military veterans or military spouses. If you're in the military and have that cultural competency, it also, it matters, you know, having someone that looks like you, that is your race or ethnicity that really, you know, resonates with your needs and your goals. That also matters. And we having providers that are providing that culturally congruent and competent care it matters. You know, all skin colors are are different colors. And the way man, mastitis manifests is different for different skin colors. And having providers that have expertise on that matters. And someone that really reflects your goals and needs also matters. And so being able to switch providers as needed is also part of our platform. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. At a time when change is constant and we are pulled in far too many directions, we need a way to stay present to life and to increase our ability to remain calm, think clearly, and maintain our well-being. Many studies indicate mindfulness improves our mental, emotional, and physical health. On a Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee, you can learn how to practice mindfulness and enjoy its many benefits. Tune in for guided meditations and to hear tips and advice from some of the most respected experts in the fields of mental health and mindfulness. The world truly can be a better place. It all starts with a mindful moment. So Andrea, I love, I love your enthusiasm. I love that you're actually like a real life mom. You know, I love all the statistics that are about like female led companies do all these things better than the ones with moms do them even better. It's like you are living this going through it. So like you really understand the needs of your population. And 
since we're both you know working in the infant feeding space, I would assume we have a lot of overlapping audience members and clients and customers. And I know my goal with our baby led weaning work is to make force feeding infants by spoon a thing of the past because babies can eat so many more foods than we give them credit for and they can do it and they want to do it on their own. What is the ultimate goal that you are hoping to achieve with Simply Fed? So our goal with Simply Fed is to elevate this as a clinical specialty, which it is. Breasts are organs, right? And and the fact that this isn't a clinical specialty, which impacts every baby born, whether you're breastfeeding, formula, feeding, pumping, is insane to me. And it and is a no days off, no nights off activity. So the, our goal, and we won't stop until we reach this goal, is to elevate this clinical specialty, ensure that every parent gets access to insurance cover and support at no cost to them, and that every family feels good about feeding their baby, whatever that looks like to them in those early days. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to explain your story, but also your business. I really appreciate and respect the work that you're doing, and I know our audience does as well. Oh, well, I appreciate you and the work that you're doing, and thank you, thank you, thank you to the moon and back. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Andrea Ippolito from Simply Fed. They're on Instagram at Simply Fed Baby. Online, it's Simply Fed. So S-I-M-P-L-I fed.com. I'll link up all of the resources that Andrea mentioned in today's episode on the show notes, which you can find at blwpodcast.com forward slash 384. And a special thank you to our partners at Airwave Media. If you guys like podcasts that feature food and science and using your brain, definitely check out some of the other podcasts from Airwave. We're online at blwpodcast.com. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time. Hi friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.